The Koch Brothers Mystery Show is brought to you by Jackbox Games. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. The American dream is under attack. From the mountains, to the prairies, to the oceans, white with styrofoam. Our once great nation is helpless as liberals stand beside her and guide her straight into the path of an oncoming train. A gay train. But who's that breaking through the night with a light from above? Why, it's our two trust-wealthy heroes, junior detectives Charles and David Koch. When our two privatized private eyes discover a plan to deny their ability to deny climate change, they'll be forced to leave their home sweet home and journey across a linear theory of time and space. Can they maintain their mastery of America's most major museum without forever fucking the future? Slap on your monocle and cuddle up with your favorite endangered fur pelt. It's the Coke Brothers Mystery Show! It's the Coke Brothers Mystery Show. It's the Mystery Show with the Coke Brothers. This week's episode, The Mystery of the Museum Manifesto. We take you now to the boys, whiling away the hours in a bunker deep underneath the Washington Monument. Give me the name of a Roman god. Fides! And a gerund. Flourishing! And one group of naive people we take advantage of. College Republican Clubs! Great, this super PAC name generator will help us name all our new generic-sounding think tanks. Great! I was getting bored of those stupid old Americans for Prosperity and Citizens for a Sound Economy. What are we naming our new lobbying groups? Great question. Get a drum roll going, television's Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo, Sorbo, Sorbo. Chuck, open Sorbo's hanging sex cage so he can get the drum kit. You got it, Davey! It looks like our three new think tanks will be called The Feedies Center for Economic Stability Patriots Against Non-Americans And Kevin Sorbos for Legal Euthanasia Hey, 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 did you write that in, Sorbo? Go punish yourself in your naughty boy waterboard box Sorbo, Sorbo If I had empathy, I'd be using it to feel bad for television's Kevin Sorbo and his unending desire to reach heaven faster. But who needs empathy when you have a super pack name generator? You're telling me, big brother, this super pack name generator sure is fun. Oh, those rascally scamps sure are having a good time. You might be thinking, wowee, I sure wish I had one of those super pack name generators. Good news! You do! Go to KochBrothersMysteryShow.com to try out the official Super Pack name generator. Back to the show! 
Oh boy, this name generator sure is easy to share on social media. Chuck, Davey, open up. Police Chief McCall to action? It must be important if he's bothering us down here in our Washington Monument fuck dungeon. I mean, fuck bunker. Boys, oh, thank Ayn Rand I picked the right fuck bunker. Some of America's most prominent scientists have gone rogue and asked that museums cut ties with any funders that deny climate change. They've made it an open letter and published it on the internet. The internet? The internet? The internet? The internet? The internet? The internet. That's the sound of a Koch Brothers solid gold fact. Each time you hear it, you'll know you just heard a 100% true fact, just like this. In March 2015, a group of prominent scientists published an open letter to museums from members of the scientific community, urging science and natural history museums to reject funding from donors who profit from oil and gas companies. Somebody open a window. This true fact stinks. But police chief McCall to action. What does this have to do with us? These scientists say it's unethical for museums to accept money from donors who profit from fossil fuels or deny climate change. But Chuck and I don't deny climate change. Uh, Perhaps not publicly, but Coke Industries has spent over $67 million since 1997 to fund organizations that deny climate change. Boys, 141 scientists signed this letter. They're demanding that museums cut ties with you. Who do these scientists think they are? Yeah, they're trying to control how we use our money to control the public. Oh no, my hall of human origins and my hall of dinosaurs. Hall of dinosaurs? You mean the Senate? No, I gave the Smithsonian $20 million to renovate their dinosaur wing. And I gave them $15 million for an exhibit about evolution and climate change. And I gave them $10 million so I could jerk off in the spirit of St. Louis. Coke Brothers, if you want to save your fossils and your right to use money to influence science, you need to get to the Smithsonian. Quick, Davey, to the Coke Brothers' spirit of St. Louis. It's the Koch Brothers Defiled Aerospace Treasure. It's the Defiled Aerospace Treasure with the Koch Brothers. It looks like our boys are off to the Smithsonian Institute's National Museum of Natural History. Can they save Davy's exhibit from becoming history itself? How will they get out of a situation even stickier than the cockpit of the Spirit of St. Louis? Does comedy's rule of threes apply to rhetorical questions? We'll find out when we return on The Coke Brothers Mystery Show! But first, a very special Coke Brothers actual interview! Ha ha ha! Yeah! Joining us today is Dr. Michael Mann, Distinguished Professor of Meteorology at Penn State University and author of the new book, Dire Predictions, Understanding Climate Change. Dr. Mann, thanks for joining us. Sure thing. Great to be with you guys. Welcome, Dr. Mann. 
First and foremost, why do you hate us? Well, uh, I don't hate you, it's not personal, um, but I do hate what you are doing. You're one of over 140 scientists who signed an open letter to get oil money out of museums. Can you explain that letter in your own words? This is a letter signed by a number of prominent scientists making a very basic point. One of the primary avenues available to the public to inform themselves about science are science museums. And some of the leading science museums, like the Smithsonian and the American Museum of Natural History, have unfortunately maintained ties with institutions, including you guys, the Koch brothers, who have spent millions of dollars trying to undermine the public's understanding of science when it comes to science that is inconvenient to your interests. Dr. Mann, you directed the 1995 crime thriller Heat. How can you justify caring about global warming? Uh, well, no, that, that wasn't me. That was a different Michael Mann. But if you want to know what my credentials are when it comes to climate change, I did a PhD in geology and geophysics at Yale University, went off to hold a faculty position at the University of Virginia, and eventually accepted a position at Penn State University, where uh, my official title is Distinguished Professor of Meteorology and Geosciences. Uh, I have somewhere in the neighborhood of 180 peer-reviewed uh, publications, and I give probably more than 100 public lectures every year uh, about climate change. Wow, that was more extensive than the betrayals in the 1995 crime thriller Heat. All right, Dr. Mann, you're the head of meteorology at Penn State. How can you justify talking about climate change when all you know about is meteors? Well, actually, meteorology is not the study of meteors. It's actually the study of atmospheric phenomena. But how can you justify your position when we know that we can solve any meteor by shooting Bruce Willis in an oil rig at it? Uh, again, meteorology isn't the study of meteors. You also directed the 1992 colonial crime thriller, The Last of the Mohicans. Who do you believe to be the last Mohican of climate change denial? Uh, well, that's an easy one. It's you guys. Ha! <laughs> I was going to guess poor people. We've got to get this problem under control now. If we continue to delay, if we continue with this agenda of inaction that you are trying to solidify with your funding of climate change denier organizations, then we will leave a fundamentally degraded planet behind for our children and grandchildren. Uh, and it will be because of bad faith efforts by folks like you. Dr. Mann, you also directed the 2009 crime thriller, Public Enemies. Who do you think is the public's greatest enemy? Well, again, um, that's probably you guys. I was going to guess poor people again. Ha ha ha, yeah! Stay tuned for part two of the Koch Brothers' actual interview. But now, back to the show! Yes, sweetheart, Daddy loves you. But you need to understand that Daddy is contractually obligated to live inside the sound booth. You'll have more birthdays, and I promise that next year... <coughs> oh, we're back! 45 minutes later and a half a mile west, the spirit of St. Louis is making its final approach into the Smithsonian. Just as the boys are making their final approach into an old gym sock. Let's see what they discover! Hello, menial laborer. One ticket to the Smithsonian, please. 
Oh, um, admission to Sasonian is free. Free? Free? Nothing in life is free except for money earned on interest and lollipops at the bank. Well, the Smithsonian is free. Do you guys want a map? Wait, we don't have to pay you anything and you give us free gifts? What is this? American corporate tax law? Boom, count it. You better hurry. The museum's only open for like another 15 minutes. Quick, Davey, let's get inside before our makeup sweats off from our lizard skin. Oh, Davey, what is this place? It's the David H. Koch Hall of Human Origins. It's an exhibit showing how humans have evolved over the last six million years. <gasps> Davey, what's that? Uh, it's a ghost? No, a ghost. Goose! Weird, why does it have half-moon glasses? And a lab coat? And, and a, a crazy, crazy straw, straw goosecock! Jack! Davy! Hello, Coke brothers! How do you know our name, Goose? Ah, silly boys, it's me, Dr. Willie Soon! I've known you since you were little pudgy boys with only enough money to buy a mid-sized yacht. Ew, you're bringing up painful memories of our low-liquidity childhood, Dr. Willie Goose. No, Dr. Willie soon. Come on now, Chuck. Your Charles G. Koch Foundation gave me $230,000 for research that says that humans are not the primary cause of global warming. And Davy. That research is used heavily throughout your museum exhibit. Solid gold fact. Wow, Dr. Silly Goose. Please, call me Dr. Willie soon. Would you rather we call you Dr. Guy who owes us $230,000? No? Then thanks, Dr. Silly Goose. Ha ha ha, yeah. Hey, how come we've never heard of you? Well... Accepting over $1.2 million from the fossil fuel industry to publish papers denying climate change can get you in a lot of hot water. I had to lay low to make sure boiled goose was off the menu. Now I spend my days hiding in shame when I'm not an actual part-time employee of the Smithsonian in the Solar and Stellar Physics Division. That and tending to this nursery... The nursery? Yes, boys. Follow me! Whoa! A secret passageway behind this homo erectus! Oh, my new marriage rights make me so freaking hard. <laughs> Take a gander at these bassinets! No? Only me? Okay! Wow, look at all these bassinets! Charles! David! in a draft, and not the exciting war kind. Oh, gross, Dr. Goose from Top Gun. You're regurgitating coins onto those baby things. Those things are my charges. Little half-truths will one day grow into big, strong facts. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. So this is a nursery of half-truths. Indeed it is. 
Would you like to hear a half-truth nursery rhyme? Sure, Dr. Willie Mother Goose allegory. There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. So she gamed unemployment services for hundreds of thousands of dollars and became one of countless welfare queens we have leeching off a liberal safety net. And now she lives in a, a, a better kind of shoe. Wow, is that really true? Half of it is, and that's all that matters. But how do half-truths turn into actual facts? When someone wants to row a half-truth into a fact, they can come to the nursery, adapt a half-truth, then force-feed it money and power down its gullet until it grows into a full-blown foie gras fact. Anyway, your Hall of Human Origins is one enormous half-truth. Born and raised right here. Wow, it is? Of course. It has one nugget of truth. It teaches that global worrying is happening. But it also teaches that humans shouldn't worry. That's right. Impressionable museum goers are told that they don't have to worry about fighting climate change because it's all part of Earth's natural temperature cycles. It even has an interactive display that lets people guess how humans will evolve to survive a post-apocalyptic desert hellscape, like growing more sweat glands or developing a strong, protective exotumor. Solid gold fact. Are you listening to this shit? But why are these scientists so angry at us? There's plenty of half-truth nurseries all over the place, like the Craigslist casual encounter section, or my well-meaning Unitarian friends. Mostly because of the location, my dear sweet septuagenarian boy. People expect half-truths from deceptive sources like the internet, political pundits, and women. But your hall of human origins is inside a museum. The public generally holds museums to a sacred trust, believing that all the information there is objective truths. But any museum is just two Koch brothers away from being a cash-starved propaganda orgy, just trying to keep the lights on. And it's not just the Smithsonian. Look at the Houston Museum of Natural Science. Solid gold fact. Its Weiss Energy Hall was built thanks to donations from BP, Chevron, ExxonMobil, and ConocoPhillips. A subsidiary of Coke Industries. Who the fuck was that? Wow, people learning about energy from energy companies? It's like the Kids' Choice Awards of museums. But the slime is black and flammable, not green and flammable. If you have oil companies funding climate change exhibits, you might as well have the Marble Reds History of Lungs or a symposium on women's issues hosted by pretty much any man. It's always that creationist museum in Kentucky that gets all the public's attention. They never realize that even these exhibits in the Smithsonian are just tiny, miniature creationist museums for people whose only god is money. So if we keep force-feeding these half-truths lots and lots of our money, they might eventually become facts. But we'll never get to see our baby half-truth become a strong, sexy Magic Mike XXL fact if those evil scientists kick us out of the Smithsonian. we got to stop them! Ah, Chuck! Davey! It's almost snack time here. Why don't you go get yourselves a snack from the vending machines? You'll need your energy to beat those evil scientists before time runs out. Thanks, Thanks Dr. Sailor Moon. Bye, boys. Rock goodbye, baby, in the treetop. 
When the wind blows, lobby the government to subsidize coal and warn residents that wind farms kill birds. <coughs> Holy cowabunga! Will our hunky heroes find a solution to their Smithsonian snafu? Will the Hall of Human Origins fall into the hands of pollution apologists who want to harsh everyone's buzz? Will sending my daughter an iPod shuffle two days after her birthday get her to stop calling me by my first name? Stay tuned to find out on The Coke Brothers Mystery Show! But first, part two of the Coke Brothers actual interview. Ha ha ha, yeah! Professor Mann, museums can't just be born into wealth like most good Americans. How do you suggest they get their money? I would suggest that you guys, the Koch brothers, stop funding efforts to deny public institutions government funding. As you're trying to gain influence uh, with these institutions, you're also behind efforts to deny public funding of institutions like science museums. Dr. Mann, you recently said this. Cloaked in the garb of civic-mindedness, they launder their image while simultaneously and covertly influencing the content offered by those institutions. Where did you get your dictionary? Well, of course, I used Wikipedia, as I always do. But seriously, all I was saying there was that you're a couple of bad guys pretending to be good guys, trying to fool the public into thinking you're good guys by throwing money at institutions whose job it is to educate them about science. You own the website direpredictions.com, but it doesn't include any real dire predictions like what happens to the Stark family in season six. Well, uh, actually they all die. Oh no! But that's beside the point. That website is about my book, Dire Predictions, Understanding Climate Change, which is a book that takes basically the latest findings of the world's science community when it comes to the issue of climate change, as described in the most recent report of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and tries to break that down for the person on the street in non-technical terms so you can understand climate change, what it is, what the threat is, and what we can do about it. Dr. Mann, you run the website realclimax.org. Uh, no. Uh, our website is Real Climate. Oh, I was on the wrong website. I was on the right website. Dr. Mann, thank you so much for being with us. We'd hate you if we thought you posed an actual threat. Uh, well, thank you, and, uh, hopefully I do. Okay. All right. Ha ha ha, yeah! This has been a Coke Brothers actual interview. Now back to the show. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Karen. You knew the situation when you married me. She's seven. It's not like she'll even remember that I'm gone. I did get the cake. I have to bring it back because they spelled her name wrong. I told you these things would happen when we named her McKinsley. Jesus, where's the trust gone, Karen? We used to... Oh, oh. oh welcome back, cokeheads! We left our boys as they headed towards the vending machines in the lobby of the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. 
Let's find out if their future will be salty or sweet or both. Take my Benjamins, you fascist machine. It's hopeless, Davy. This vending machine only has poor person candy like red vines and mounds. Some museum. Ah! Hey, if we don't maintain control of this museum, it'll fall into the hands of those evil scientists. But how? It's hopeless, Davy. The damage has already been done. An open letter from scientists about climate change? It's sure to be a viral hit. Ugh, I wish they'd never even sent that open letter. That's no vending machine. It's a vending machine time machine. Uh Uh-oh, Davy. This doesn't seem right at all. It's so cold. Like a Russian winter. Wait a minute. Russian winter? White Russian, Black Russian, Men in Black, Will Smith, Smith and Wesson, Wesson Wouette, Russian Roulette. I have no idea where we could be. Oh, hey, buddy. Watch where you're going. Yeah, quit rushing around. Hey, you watch where you're going. I'm late for a big meeting with the top Bolshevik engineers to discuss our latest oil pipeline. Wait a minute. Pipeline? Pipe dream? Communism? Communist revolution? Sexual revolution? Hot Karl? Karl Marx? Russia? Rush 2112? Neil Pert? Pert Plus? Shampoo? Regular Poo? Hot Karl? Karl Marx? Russia! We're in Russia! Yeah, that's right. And it's a hotbed for oil drilling. Why, Stalin's commissioned me to set up 15 oil refineries right here in the USSR. The name's Fred. Fred C. Coke. Solid gold fact. Fred C. Coke? Wait a minute. Coke? Coke Brothers? Charles and David Coke? We're Charles and David Coke. Our father is Fred C. Coke. You're Fred C. Coke. You're our father? Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. It's the past, see? It's 1931. Ugh. We were only supposed to go back a few months, not decades. Oh, no. The vending machine time machine. It's controlled with an iPod shuffle. Darn! Wait. What are you doing in Russia, Dad? Just trying to get by as a struggling oil tycoon. A few years ago, I got sued into bankruptcy and driven out of America. Now I'm here, hustling crude for the Soviets. Working for the Soviets? This day just keeps getting worse. Dad, we were trying to go back in time and stop a bunch of mean scientists from condemning us in print. What? A bunch of namby-pamby beaker geeks are trying to talk bad about my loin product? What kind of world is the future? Well, it's not so bad. We also have a net worth of $41 billion each. Our oil and paper businesses are booming, and most of the government is in our pockets. Whew. That's a relief. And the president is black. It's been a good run, boys. Whoa! Barack Obama killed our parents. 
Whoa, what's that sound? Davy, look! Without the help of the Koch family petroleum know-how, Soviet Russia is crumbling! We gotta get out of here! Look, over there! A phone booth! It's an emergency! Let's place a call! One eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred crumbling empire today. Hold on a second, Davy. The phone receiver is transforming into a bogus adventure. Wait a minute. That's not just any phone booth. It's a phone booth time machine. Entering year 35 of Russia being too weak to pose any threat of a Cold War. Without any technological rival, the United States is slowed to alert in tech innovation. It's another banner year for the oil industry, as the internet was never invented. Wow, Chuck, by crippling Russia, we prevented the Cold War. And America has no need to create the internet. Great work, Davy. Try disseminating your open letter now, scientists. Watch out, Davy. We're landing. Where are we? And when are we? Well, we're both wearing acid wash jeans, we both have mullets, and both of our pockets are filled with pamphlets about grid. It must be the 1980s. The 1980s Oval Office, Chuck. Look over there, it's President Ronald Reagan. Oh no, he's weeping. Ronald Reagan. Why are you crying? Oh, Coke Brothers, I'm having the hardest time establishing a lasting legacy. Right now, I'm just old Hollywood Ronnie, friend of the inner city. Can you help me? We sure can! Take this half-truth! What's this? That's the idea that cutting taxes on the wealthy will give the wealthy more wealth! And for some reason, that wealth will trickle down into the sad, gaping gizzard of the middle class instead of the sad, gaping gizzard of an offshore bank account. Oh, wow. We can call it cum dumpster economics. Trickle Trickle down down economics. Trickle down economics. Oh, no. Our phone booth is busted. Talk about a totally non-excellent journey. Here, take this police box we confiscated off an English doctor the Secret Service shot. That's not just a police box. It's It's a a police box time machine. Thank you, Koch brothers. Thank you, President Ronald Reagan. And don't forget to start the war on drugs. Another banner year for the oil industry as trickle-down economics works its magic. Global warming was forgotten about today when all the nation's college professors were arrested thanks to the war on drugs. When are we? Well, we're both wearing knickerbockers, we both have powdered wigs, and our pockets are full of pamphlets on common sense by Thomas Paine. It must be the 17 to 1800s. The 17 to 1800s Oval Office? Davy, look! Over there! It's President Andrew Jackson! (laughs) Oh no, he's weeping! Andrew Jackson, why are you crying? Oh, Coke Brothers... I'm having the hardest time establishing a lasting legacy. Right now, I'm just President Andy, friend of the natives. Can you help me? We sure can! 
Here, take this half-truth. It's the idea that it's every man's sacred duty to carve out his fortunes in America's wilds. Which may or may not include the genocide of an entire race of indigenous peoples. Oh, wow. We can call it the Hush Hush Holocaust. Trail, Trail of Tears. The Trail of Tears. Mm, you know what? That sounds You know what? Let's, yeah, yeah, let's not. You, how about, around. you know what? Manifest Destiny. Manifest Destiny. Thanks, Koch brothers. No problem, Andrew Jackson. And here's a vial of Koch Brothers Mystery Sneezes. You know, so you can take care of all the Mohicans. Oh no! Our police box is busted! Doctor Who? More like Doctor Pooh. Actually, it's called a Turtus. Here, take Eli Whitney's generic steampunk time machine. That's not just an Eli Whitney's generic steampunk time machine. It's a Eli Whitney's generic steampunk time machine. Another banner year for the oil industry, as a new America's rich oil deposits are discovered. Michael Mann's new historical drama, There Aren't Any Mohicans Left, bombed at the box office this week, and it's all but assured the embattled director won't be putting out any open letters for a long time. Oof! Where are we, and when are we? Well, we're wearing crude robes, our hair is like the underbelly of a farm dog, and our pockets don't exist yet because that technology hasn't been invented. It must be biblical times. Biblical times Oval Office, Chuck. Look over there. It's Jesus and Muhammad and a prominent Jewish figure of some sort. I'm Moses. <laughs> oh, no. They're weeping. Jesus, Muhammad and a prominent Jewish figure of some sort. Why are you crying? Oh, Koch brothers, we're just having the hardest time establishing a lasting legacy. I, Jesus, just want me people to treat each other better, but the Romans and the Pharisees are on my ass. I, Muhammad, just want people to treat each other better, but I don't know who should succeed me after I die. And I, Moses, just want to stop getting pissed on by everyone all the time. Right now, we're just all the same basic concept of monotheism. Can you help us? We sure can. Here, take this half-truth. Jesus, yours is that you get crucified. So that through my example of non-violence, my mates will treat each other better as they would wish to be treated? Um, uh, more so that your followers can be manipulated for the rest of forever by people like us. And Muhammad... Yours is that you leave your plans for a successor kind of vague. So that people will know the only true authority is Allah? Uh, more so that warring religious factions will always destabilize the oil-rich Middle East to the benefit of people like us. What about us Jews? Oh, you guys are going to be just fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to love New York and L.A. Just watch out for 1933. <laughs> Oh no, Davy! Our Eli Whitney's generic steampunk time machine is broken! Steampunk? More like a steam dump. Actually, it's called a hot Carl. We're in Russia? No, but you're forgiving. Hey, you want a foot wrap? Put your feet in this basin and I'll tell you all about our big dad. Ooh, that's a hot tub. That's not any hot tub. It's a jacuzzi chrono vehicle!
Another banner year for the oil industry as Middle East unrest drives prices skyward. A huge blow for science today as Christianity became too rad and true to ignore. Oh no, Davy! Why is the time machine making the same noise as our yacht does right before it backs into a family of manatees? We're going back to the future, but more forward than the present day. Whoa, no! Oof! The future? It's a global wasteland, just like our Hall of Human Origins said it would be. And look how humanity is evolving to adapt to it! By dying! Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! Sturdy tumor, Dan. There's a marginally healthy-looking guy with a gun subjugating the masses. Hey, what's going on? It's water day. Our dear leader blesses us with the gift of life. Look up there, Chuck, at the top of that mesa. A giant faucet is releasing countless gallons of water. What an uneconomical way of distributing a rare resource. Do not, my friends, become addicted to water. It will take hold of you, and you will resent its absence. Wait, is this a future where people kill each other for not just oil, but for water? Where even the most basic of human resources is privatized? Where a giant guitar shoots flames and you can't learn the tab for the songs because the noise from the flames is too loud? It's beautiful. Tell me, gun wielder, who runs this magical utopia? Our glorious leader. He who leads us through the highways of Valhalla. He showers us with water until we are reborn, shiny, and new. We worship him. We exalt him. Televisions. Kevin. Sorbo. 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 Oh, dear God. No. No, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it, no likey, no likey, no likey, bad, bad, bad. Sorbo, sorbo! Sorbo, 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 Television's Kevin Sorbo is in charge of people, instead of dressed up in a latex suit and chained to a urinal. It's so unnatural! We've got to get out of here, Davey, quick! Hop into that conveniently located post-apocalyptic DeLorean! That's not just any post-apocalyptic DeLorean. It's a post-apocalyptic DeLorean time machine! Strap in, Chuck. It's going to be a bumpy ride! Wow! What a tense, edge-of-your-seat action sequence! Up ahead, a time vortex! Chuck, on the left, is that what I think it is? It is! Present day! Let's get out of here, Davey! Wow! Oof! We're... We're back. Everything's back to normal-ish. With only a few fun tweaks that'll show up as Easter eggs in subsequent episodes. Let me just check my Koch Brothers mystery computer. Control F. Science. Nothing! The open letter! It's gone! 
We did it! But I didn't like that future world one bit. A gimp manservant in charge of the world? Nice try, television's Kevin Sorbo. Sorbo, Sorbo. I know, buddy, but we need to lock you in your submission crate forever now, just to be safe. Sorbo. Don't worry, television's Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> we'll let you out once a week for Consent Play Thursdays. Sorbo, Sorbo. Phew, <laughs> what a crazy day. <laughs> you said it, boys. Dr. Willie soon. Hey, that's right. Great work, boys. Thanks to you, the Smithsonian's open to business. Wow, that's great. You know, I did learn one thing from that Sorbo hell future. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Chuck? I sure am, Davey. Let's go buy up some privatized water companies. Ha ha ha, yeah. It's a Koch Brothers mystery solved. It's a mystery solved with the Koch Brothers. Happy birthday to you. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Gadzooks! Under siege on all sides from climate cronies and time terrorists, our intrepid investigators braved kooky chronological capers to make sure America's half-truth nurseries are nestled safe and sound in museums nationwide. Professor Michael Mann and his gang of 140 scientific scoundrels spread their global warning like fumes wafting from an Erlenmeyer flask. But it was no match against our inconvenient sleuths who ensured that America's museums are just like the spirit of St. Louis, seated by the Koch brothers. But... Will the boys be able to stop new dangers brewing on the Bunsen burners of liberal laboratories? Will my family tell me where they moved? Find out next time on the season finale of the Coke Brothers Mystery Show!